0: Thanks for tuning in to the New Life South Coast Weekly Sermon Podcast. We want you to know that we're excited about our brand new church facility located on 1331 Cove Road in New Bedford, Massachusetts. We offer two Sunday morning services with something for everyone. We have kids' classes for all ages so parents can enjoy the service while the kids learn about Jesus. We'd love to host you in person, 930 or 1130 every Sunday. Now here's Pastor Marco with another encouraging word.
1: If you have your Bibles, a Bible reading is going to come from the Gospel of Mark. Like I said, we're going to spend a few weeks here in the Gospel of Mark looking at the difference between following Jesus and just being religious. They're not the same thing. And so we have a challenge to have to untangle some stuff that's gotten in the way of what it actually means to follow Jesus. And truth is, all of us, whether you grew up in church or not, we have certain things that we have believed about Jesus that doesn't necessarily align with who Jesus actually was. And if we're going to be honest with ourselves, and if we want to grow, there's a feedback going on here. If we're going to grow, we have to really declutter some things, get some things out of the way. We started last week, we looked at the difference between Jesus and just trying to keep commandments or trying to keep the laws. Because if a law doesn't have the heart of God attached to it, then it's just legalism. It's just getting in the way of us actually developing our relationship with God. And all of us have been victims of laws who have no heart behind it. And so today I want to take this a little deeper. And today the goal is to untangle Jesus from traditions. There are a lot of man-made traditions who have gotten in the way of who Jesus actually is. And And I want to challenge you that, if you're really going to get this, you're going to have to fight through some of these transitions that's been ingrained in you because you grew up in certain environments, in certain religious environments that they cared more about traditions than they actually cared about you having a relationship with Jesus. It happens, right? And so I pray today that this is going to help us entangle some stuff. So our reference today is going to come from Mark chapter 7. Another conversation that Jesus has with the religious elite of his time, the Pharisees we talked about, they were the biggest denomination of that time. And here's a conversation they have about one of their traditions. One day, some Pharisees and teachers of religious law arrived from Jerusalem to see Jesus. They noticed that some of his disciples failed to follow the Jewish ritual of hand washing before eating. The Jews Especially the Pharisees do not eat until they have poured out water over their cup hands as required by the ancient traditions. Similarly, they don't eat anything from the market until they immerse their hands in water. This is but one of many traditions they have clung to, such as their ceremonial washing cups, pitchers, and kettles. So the Pharisees and teachers of religious law asked them, Why? don't your disciples follow our age-old tradition they eat without first performing the hand washing ceremony jesus replied i love jesus he says you hypocrites remember the word hypocrite is someone who's acting you actors isaiah was right when he prophesied about you jesus quotes the bible he wrote, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship is a farce, for they teach man-made ideas as commands from God. For you ignore God's law and substitute your own tradition. You ignore God's law, but substitute your own traditions. Are you ready to entangle some things this morning? If you ever asked the question, why are we doing this? And someone says, I don't know, we always done it this way. You ever been there? I know for me, I was thinking about this this week. Growing up in Cape Verde, we had this tradition around Christmas where we would go to church on Christmas Eve and If you grew up like me, going to church on Christmas Eve was like a marathon. About three, four hours service. It's like going to purgatory basically. (laughs) And then as a kid, now you have to wait because we had this tradition that you can open presents at midnight. But the problem is you go to church at like seven. And church goes to about ten. And then you got two more hours to wait for you to open your gifts. And as a kid, two hours feels like an eternity. Well, you just want to open your gifts, right? We all have certain traditions that's been with us. So we moved here. I was 15 when we moved here. We kept up this tradition of waiting until midnight to open gifts. And then we got married and moved and still kept the traditions, going to Rhode Island to meet with my parents and my sisters to open gifts at midnight. Then we had children, a lot of them. <laughs> you know, we got a lot of kids. And try to keep up that tradition. It got to a point that we're like, why are we doing this? We got little ones that were trying to get all the way to Rhode Island and then they're losing their minds because they have to wait till midnight. And my sister has kids. And we're like, why are we doing this? Well, because we always done it this way. But guess what? We don't do it anymore. Because <laughs> we're like, we got kids. And my wife doesn't function after 9 o'clock. <laughs> like, she shuts down. Okay? My wife does not have a clear, a, a clear conversation after 9 p.m. You know? And so we're like, you know what? We, this is ridiculous. We need to change this. And so now what we do is we still go over my parents, Christmas Eve, but we open gifts now at, like, 8 o'clock. <laughs> okay? Because we're like, it doesn't make any sense for us to keep doing this, like, Wait until midnight because of what who came up with this stuff who said the rule is at midnight you open gifts or whatever your day is that you open gifts or whatever time is that you open gifts it's amazing how tradition can get us stuck in something for no reason and so once in a while we're gonna ask the question why am i doing this now this fill in the blanks, whatever that is for you, because all of us are stuck in some kind of tradition that we're like, guarantee you, if someone gave you permission, you would be saying, why are we doing this? Like, how many of you guys grew up in church going, why why are we going? Oh, I know we're in church, but but can we be honest for a second, like, you ever had that moment in church that you're like, what am I doing here? Oh, y'all ain't going to tell the truth in (laughs) church. Let me help you. Here's another tradition for you. (laughs) Look, that solves everything, doesn't it? (laughs) Right? I told you it's going to get a little uncomfortable here because there's a lot of things that we do. We don't even ask the question, why anymore? Right? So traditions, my friends, could start a certain way but end differently. It's interesting that these guys had many traditions, As we talked about last week, they had 650 laws that they were trying to abide by. And Jesus said, honestly, it's about loving God and people. If you do that, then you keep all the laws. Right? So here they are again, another interaction with Jesus. And they're concerned about one of their traditions not being followed by Jesus, his disciples. Right? Now, get this, my friends. This hand washing thing, this is not your typical, go wash your hands before you eat. Because that's a good... Tradition to keep, I think. (laughs) If you believe in germs, that's probably probably not a bad thing. But the problem is, this is not that. For them, this is a ceremonial washing that they believe cleanses you from all impurities of the world, and it cleanses you from not being like those who don't follow the rules and the laws of God. So for them. This is deeper than just wash your hands because of germs. To them, is, this is a washing of all the impurities, and especially the fact that we've been in a marketplace and we have rubbed shoulders with people who don't follow the laws of God. Because for them, if you weren't a Jew, you were a Gentile, which means you were away and removed from God's will. Are you tracking with me? So for them, this is a deep tradition of saying, This is how we purify ourselves from the rest of the world. Are you tracking? But the problem is, Jesus said, that is something you guys came up with. God never said this is what separates you from the world. Matter of fact, here's what's going to get very interesting, my friends. This tradition was actually keeping them from reaching the very people that God wanted them to reach in the first place. It's possible to keep a tradition and keep people at bay. Because they're saying we're purifying ourselves, but really what they're doing is they're distancing themselves from the people that God wants them to reach. My friends, it's a very dangerous thing when our own traditions are keeping us from doing the will of God. Y'all ain't going to talk to me today. A tradition that was supposed to purify them is actually keeping them from being who God has called them to be. Which is to reach out into the world and to help the world come into the saving knowledge of Jesus, not push the world away. Think about this. They came to see Jesus and they're evaluating Jesus and his followers based on their tradition, not based on God's will. They didn't say, why come your disciples don't follow God? They said, "How come your disciples don't follow our traditions? You can have traditions and not follow God. You can go to church 365 days a year, every single Sunday, and still not follow God. Oh, I told you, it's going to get a little bumpy here. You can get baptized, catechized, go through all the different catechisms that they have and be an altar boy, make the all-star team, and still not follow God. You could be in this place right now. It doesn't mean you're following God. Their tradition was putting a distance between them and the very will of God to reach people. You see how a tradition can become detrimental, not just to your soul, but to other people's souls? Most people don't know God, they know our traditions. So that's why sometimes when you're having a conversation with someone, you try to talk to them about a relationship with God, all they hear is tradition. All they're hearing is, this is how I grew up, this is how I was raised, this is what I did, this is why you do this, this is why you don't do this, but where's the heart attached to the tradition? I'm going to go a little deeper. This tradition was borderline racism. This tradition says it's us and no more. There's borderline prejudice in this tradition. And Jesus sees right through it. And Jesus says, This is stuff that you guys came up with. My friends, we can mean well and still be wrong. You can be sincerely wrong. You can be sincere and be wrong. You can be sincerely wrong. Because some people think because they're being sincere, that means you can't be wrong. They would be in prejudice against the Gentiles. But if you go search their own Bible, God says, no, I'm blessing you to be a blessing to the world. I've never blessed you to keep it to yourself, to be about me, myself, and I. This is why Jesus said, you hypocrites, you're acting a part that you're not playing a part. There's only one Denzel Washington. (laughs) So stop trying to act like you're actually this part, because you're not. What you're doing is, you're putting on a front with your outward expression of purity, but your heart is not pure. You see, religion, my friends, puts a lot of stock on external things. But the problem is, the Bible says God looks at the heart of what we do. Not just the act of what we're doing. Because the truth is, we can do a lot of things right outwardly, but inwardly doesn't mean our hearts are attached to what we're doing. Let me make it clear to you. Go, go to my first point here. Anytime now. If a tradition is not motivating you to love God and people, it is an empty ritual. Please leave that up there. If a tradition is not motivating you to love God and people, it is an empty ritual. This is what Jesus is saying. You guys are doing this with your lips, but your hearts are far from me. You're not really doing this to connect with God or people. Therefore, this tradition is man-made. It's just rituals that doesn't lead to anything or anybody being blessed and saved and encouraged and motivated to follow the will of God. Can you say amen? amen? My friends, traditions are hard to break free from. Especially when he's been ingraining you for so long. They've been doing this, like he said, hey, this is our age-old tradition. Why are you breaking something that we've been doing forever? Well, because it doesn't mean anything. Because it's not leading you to love God and people. Here's my conviction. If coming to this church is not motivating you to love God and people, you might as well find another one. What would be the point of waking up early? On Sunday morning, if it, all it is is an empty ritual, just to appease my conscience that I went to church. But God is not concerned with your, just your conscience. There's so many traditions that only leaves us empty. What would be the point of going to a church building believe the same exact way you walked in? What would be the point? Might as well go to IHOP and get a nice meal. (laughs) You will live full. Right? Because a tradition that doesn't motivate you to love God and people, it is an empty ritual. And traditions are not easy to break. So I want you to understand this today. All of us are immersed in traditions. The way you pray is a tradition, the way you worship. The way you, what you wear, which church to attend, what Bible translation is best. People fight over these things. But is it leading you to change? Is it leading to inward transformation? Is it making you love God more and love people more? Because that is the barometer, that is the standard is, is this making me love God and people more? Because there's a lot of people who do a lot of religious things but they hate people. And God says, how can you say you love me when you don't love the person that you see? You've never seen yeah, exactly. Father, guys, you never see me. Guys, we have to understand this. You know how God measures your spiritual maturity? Not by how well you pray. Not by how well you worship. God measures your spiritual maturity by how well you love others. Yeah. You can pray all day long. And be racist. There are groups in our country in the name of Jesus who are racist. The KKK believe that they follow in Jesus. Can you believe that? Can you believe that in the name of Jesus who love the world? You think you're loving Jesus by hating people who don't look like you. You see how religion can be twisted by man-made traditions, by what we want it to be as opposed to what God wants it to be? I'll be honest with you. In a way, it's easier to try to keep 650 laws than to actually do what God wants you to do. Here's the other thing we have to understand today, my friends. When it comes to traditions, not Everything is about is a matter of right or wrong. A lot of it is about personal preferences. It's amazing how I, fi- I see people fight over things that I'm like, that's just a personal preference. It has nothing to do with God's will. Listen, many things that we do or don't do is because we have a certain way that we understand who God is. We have certain things that triggers our conscience, and doesn't mean that thing that triggers your conscience it will trigger somebody else's conscience. You guys are not tracking with me. Let me, let me, let me clarify this. Let me, here's what I'm trying to say. Personal preferences are not doctrine, they're just personal preferences. Because I've seen people make doctrine out of personal preferences. What do I mean by this? Let me give you an example. Our church here. Here at New Life, we have certain preferences. But those preferences does not make it the only right doctrine. The way we worship here is a preference. The style of music, that's a preference. We like this style of music. Some don't like this style of music. But that doesn't mean that you don't like it. It doesn't mean it's not doctrine. That's your personal preference. We like lighting in too much fog. (laughs) Way too much. I was in a daze up here. I'm like, I believe in the Holy Spirit, but that's fake fire going on over here. We like to use videos and technology. We like to stream our services. These are all personal preferences. So if that's not your cup of tea, it's be careful that you don't turn something as a preference into a doctrine. It's amazing to me how many people do that. Because you don't like something does not make it doctrine. That's your preference. You don't like the style of music. I don't know what God's playing up there in heaven, But I guarantee you, it's not what you think. You see, my friends, I I pray we get a little bit mature here today. God gives you the ingredients, but he doesn't tell you how to cook it. How do I know this? Because the Bible has all kinds of ways that people pray, worship, approach God, go to God, serve God. And God never says, just do it this way or that way. That's us, human preference. That's decided, I like this way or that way. But God's like, I'm big. I like all kinds of people. How do you think they worship in Iraq? According to their culture. How do you think they worship in Asia? According to their culture. How do you think they worship in Africa? According to their culture. My friends, we have to think bigger than just our own personal preferences when it comes to the will and the things of God. Be careful that something that you like does not turn into a doctrine. And now you're bashing other people for the very thing that God is telling them to do. It's not right or wrong. It's not black or white. It's preferences. It's funny, in the name of preference, some people say that we are a cult. Have you heard it? I've heard it. You're a cult. Why? Because we don't fit your box. I've been called a false teacher. Why? Because I don't preach hellfire and brimstone. That's not my box. It's amazing to me, my friends, what we will do in the name of doctrine and traditions as opposed to actually hearing the heart of God and the will of God and the purposes of God. Now here's the catch. Here's the catch. If we're serious about following Jesus, some of our personal preferences will rub against his will. Now, he says, I'm not going to tell you what style of music to play. I'm not going to tell you If you want to use lighting or not, because some people say, this is all of the devil. My mama said, my mama said, it's of the devil. (laughs) I've heard it. But when it comes to loving people, God says, that's where I measure. Your heart for me. He's like, man, do what you got to do. Play whatever song you like to play. Worship the way you like to worship. But don't say you're my follower if it's not translating into actually loving people and bringing them closer to me and showing them who I am. Because you can do a lot of spiritual activities But if it's not translated into actually going and loving the people that God created in his image and likeness, you're just being religious. You're not following Jesus. It's a man-made tradition. It's not helping you. It's not helping others. If you leave this place the same way you walked in, all you did was go through the motions. What really matters, Jesus says. If you keep reading Matthew 7, Jesus gives some ideas, and he says, look, here's how you've taken the will of God, and you've kind of twisted it and made it your own, so I want to show you what really matters. His disciples were like, then, then tell us, like, man, what, what, what are we missing? And Jesus says this, look, Jesus goes on to say this, same chapter, he says, look, and then he added, it is what comes from inside that defiles you. For from within, out of a person's heart come evil thoughts. Sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, wickedness, deceit, lust for desires, envy, slander, pride, and foolishness. All these vile things come from within. They are what defile you. My friends, are you tracking with me? Jesus says that any tradition that is not leading you to love God and people more... Means nothing. Why? Because it's not going to the heart of what really matters. Well, the heart, what really matters, is what's inside. Matter of fact, if you read the verses before that, Jesus is like, "What's the point? Whatever you eat comes out anyways." Pretty. That, that's how Jesus said it. Like I'm not even making this up. I didn't put it up there because it's like nine in the morning. But he's like, matter of fact, in that moment, he was saying like, "Eat whatever you want." because some tradition says you can't eat certain things yeah. isn't it amazing some people are like don't eat pork right. Right. well you don't eat pork but you eat porn <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing what religion will do right. right all external but God's like, what, what's going on in your heart? Because that's what I'm really concerned about. What I'm really worried about is what's inside. Some people believe that the way I am dressed right now is blasphemy because I'm not in a shirt and tie. But you could be a shirt and a tie and be stealing from the church. So we got to go beyond the surface, my friends. And let's get to the heart of things. Because that's what Jesus is saying. What really matters is not your physical empty traditions who are leading you to hate people that I'm trying you to reach. They were concerned with looking the part externally. But internally, they weren't reflect in the heart of God it's funny they didn't ask Jesus why don't you follow God they said don't you follow our traditions external rituals without internal transformation is useless so the point is this my friends the point is this go ahead go to my next point not this (laughs) the next one Is this it? You guys missing one? Man, we're having a great day today with our media. (laughs) See? Traditions, media. But write this down. Traditions are not the standard. Jesus is. Traditions are not the standard. Jesus is the standard. Jesus said, if you see me, you've seen the Father. And if you want to know what the Father cares about, look at me. Look at how I lead. Look at how I talk to people. Look at how I address people. I am the standard, not your traditions. Matter of fact, your traditions will keep you from doing the will of God. I grew up in a very highly Catholic uh, country. I remember my... My my, I had two aunts who who, were, who loved Jesus. I truly believe they loved Jesus. They were Catholic, so I don't bash the Catholic Church. I really believe some people really love Jesus in the church, because God knows their hearts. But they were so steeped in tradition that if they were walking down the street and they would see a church that's not Catholic, they would they would cross the street, because that's what they would thought that everything that's not Catholic must be a cult, must be not of God. My friends, what a terrible thing to think that we can pigeonhole God to just the church that we grew up in, just the church that we understand, just the church that we like. That's a problem. Traditions don't change people. Let's be honest. We all know people who go to church every week, but they don't do anything remotely close to the will of God. Traditions don't change anybody. It's what's going on in the heart. That's why Jesus goes straight to the heart. He says, man, what's going on inside of you really says what is going on with your relationship with God and with people. Because God goes straight to the heart. Now you can give me that verse. Samuel says this, look, the Lord doesn't see things the way we see them. People judge by outward appearance. But the Lord looks at the heart. People judge by outward appearance, outward appearance. But the Lord's like, but I know what's going on inside of your heart. You can't hide your heart from God. And what's in your heart sooner or later comes out. That's why we are always shocked when a religious leader does something crazy. Because outwardly they look like good and inwardly we don't know what was happening. That's why we can't judge anybody, because God looks at the heart. The conditions of our heart determines what kind of relationship we have with him and with other people. I don't believe God cares anything about our denominations. Because when I look at the Bible, God never said be a Baptist or be a Pentecostal or or, go to New Life or, or be a Catholic. God says, do you love me with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength? Do you love your neighbor as you love yourself? Like, that's what I'm looking for. Outward appearance. Outward appearance makes us put people in certain categories. Isn't that amazing? Outward appearance. If you see someone with a shirt and tie, all of a sudden... They get a certain respect. And you see a homeless person, they come into a different category. This is what they were doing. And calling it following God and Jesus Say, no, no, no. You're not following God. You're following your own traditions. Stuff that you come up with. You conjure up the stuff. And now you're making other people try to do the same thing. And it's not changing them. Jesus, my friends, is an expert in the human condition. That's what I love about Jesus. He goes straight to the heart. He knows how to speak to the heart. He knows how to, how to hit the high strings of our hearts to bring us to life. Not to judge us, not to condemn us, but to say, man, I want to bring life out of you. I don't want you to go to a building just to go through the motions. I'm going to go to a building so you can actually get together with other believers so you can grow in your relationship with me and with each other so you can go into the world and be who I've called you to be. Listen, Jesus is about heart surgery. Tradition is about Band-Aids. Some things, it doesn't matter matter how many Band-Aids you put on it, you need surgery. Right? It would be foolish for you to have a broken leg and go, no, no, just give me a Band-Aid. I'm good. No, we need surgery. And surgery may be painful, but that's what leads to healing and restoration. Right? And for some of us, we have to be willing to say, God, there's a lot of traditions caked up in me. That's not leading me to love you more. Matter of fact, some traditions make people leave the church. It's traditions. It's not Jesus. Nine out of ten times people leave the church because of a man-made tradition. Not because of Jesus. I'm telling you, Jesus on his own is irresistible. Yeah. It's when we kick it up with other stuff. It's when we say, yeah, Jesus plus, you know, what they were trying to do in Jesus' time. Yeah, yeah, but it's Jesus plus the law. It's Jesus plus legalism. It's Jesus plus tradition. And the next thing, you know, you're like, man, I'm exhausted. I don't, I, don't, I don't want any part of this. So we need to entangle Jesus. From all this nonsense stuff that's gotten in the way of us receiving the heart transplant that we all need. We don't need more anti-rituals, my friends. We need a heart transplant. And only Jesus' blood and righteousness can cover us. Amen. That's why self-righteousness is another stumbling block to Jesus. Think about it. If you try to keep the law, what you do is you start to measure yourself by how many can you keep. And if you can't keep them, what do you do is you compare yourself to the ones who are not keeping it. And then we say things like, at least I'm not like. The problem is, the law was never the standard. Jesus is the standard, and none of us can measure up to that standard unless He gives us His righteousness and His will and His purpose. My friends, we need a heart check this morning. Can I take us through? Listen, before you have heart surgery, the doctor has to. Go through the symptoms, right? He has to look at you and evaluate. Let, let, let's do some evaluations this morning, right? So, so, so think about this, right? You came to church today. That's a good tradition. You're here. But why did you come? Why you come, that's your motive. You came, that's tradition. But why you came? That's motive, that's intention. That says, I know why I'm here, and God knows why I'm here. It changes the game. I don't have to go to church, I get to go to church. After a while of having to, you throw it up in the air and say, what's the point, I tried. Can we go a little deeper? Yeah. You sang some songs today, that's good. But did you mean what you sang? Did it connect you with God? Did it bring freedom to you? Did it bring joy to you? Did it bring peace to you? Did it bring revelation to you? Did it, did it, did it reflect who God is to you? Or did you just sang it and was thinking about pizza? <laughs> did you sing it but worried about your bills? You prayed today. That's good. But did you pray to a loving God who loves you, who cares about you, or did you pray because it's like, let's take a chance and see if I can win the lottery or something? You gave an offering today. That's good. But did you give it as an actual offering of gratitude or out of obligation or, or worship, out of manipulation? to get God to do something for you. You served today, that's good. But did you have a heart of compassion for those you were serving, or is it just a formality to check off the serving box? If your heart is not attached to these things, all it is is an empty ritual. And it doesn't lead you to change, it doesn't lead you to change and help others. When we announce we're having a third service, what is your first reaction from your heart? I'm not trying to make you feel guilty, I'm just doing a self-evaluation. What is the first reaction? Is it ah, or is it wow, the church is growing and I get to be a part of what God is doing? When I say, hey, consider sacrificing your seat in your parking spot for another human being to come and receive Jesus, what does that say to you? What does that say? Does that excite you? That man, I get to make room for Jesus because when he first came, they didn't make room for him. I get to make room for more people to follow Jesus, not... Are you kidding me? You want my parking spot? You know how long I've been here? (laughs) My friends, following Jesus is challenging. But man, it's rewarding. It's liberating. It's freeing. It's real. Nothing else will do. What we need is a real encounter with Jesus, not religion. We've all had religion. Most of us probably grew up in a religious setting. We've had that already. We know what to do. We know when to sit, when to kneel, when to get up, when to do the thing. We know that. And I'm not saying that some people don't have that attached to their hearts. We know it's true. They do. Some people do love Jesus and they have that attached to their heart. But let's be honest, most of us just go through the motion. And how do we know? Because when you look at your life, you're like, do I feel more connected to God? And do I love people more? That's just it. That's it. That's what Jesus is looking for. Do you feel more connected with God, with your heart, mind, soul, and strength? And you are you loving your neighbors? You love yourself? Because that's the only parameter. God could care less how long you pray for if that prayer doesn't translate into action, to loving people. We need to reevaluate what spiritual maturity is. It has nothing to do with how long you've been in the church. It has nothing to do with how well you know your Bible. Do you read the King James Version? Because Jesus didn't. (laughs) You guys didn't know that. (laughs) Like people fight you over a Bible translation that Jesus didn't even read. He wasn't even English. You see how crazy religion is? He was Hebrew. Spoke Aramaic. The Bible was written in Greek and Hebrew, not in King James Version, doubt the Lord. (laughs) Written hundreds of years after Jesus walked the earth, and we were fighting over that that is the right translation. (laughs) And annihilating people away from the God that you're trying to talk about. You should hear some of our religious arguments. It has zero to do with how much I'm loving God more and how much I'm loving people more. Like when I meet Jesus, you know what should happen? My compassion should happen. My mercy should happen. My love should happen. My grace should happen. That's what should happen. There ought to be more conversations about, my man, my heart's breaking for people. Because Jesus is making me tender towards those he cares about. You don't have to tell me to come serve the city, man. I'm breaking for people, and I want to help somebody because I want to show that I love Jesus. <laughs> and friends, if we're not doing that, we're wasting our Sundays. That's my conviction. We're wasting Sundays to say we came, we did it. Where's our brownie from heaven? Where's our stickers? Good boy, you did it. Oh, it's got to be that, man, my heart is becoming more and more in tune with God. And when my heart is in tune with God, it leads to caring for people. Because if I say I love God but I don't love the people that I see every day, I truly don't love God. I love traditions. So next time someone's arguing with you about, is this a cult? Is this the right denomination? I would say, no, but if it's leading me to love God more and love people more, that's what I want to be a part of. What's the point of being part of something that is right but doesn't lead to righteousness? It's not right. Right is overrated. The reason why some of our marriages are in trouble, because we're always right. We're never righteous to forgive our spouses, to love one another the way Jesus has loved us. That's the standard, my friends. The whole thing is leading there. This whole series is leading us to the place of understanding that the only thing that matters, the Bible says, the only thing that matters is faith, expressing yourself in love. Not in how right you are. Because these guys were right, man, 650 laws, right by their own standards, wrong by God's standards. So personal preference is not doctrine. This may not be your cup of tea, but your cup of tea may not be God's cup of tea. Because we all going to have to give an account to God. He's not going to ask you, hey, how great of a Catholic were you? How great of a new lifer were you? He's going to ask you, hey, did you love me and did you love people? Would you stand with me as we pray this morning? The band never came out. (laughs) Probably sleeping back there. Loving their nap. So many cues never came out. We're having one of those days. But we love God and we love people. Yeah. Our passion is to connect us to Jesus. I'm not one big concern about your spiritual resume. could care less. greatest resume is to love God, is to love people in tangible ways that says, man, this is real. Jesus is so real to me that he empowers me to love people. You know what he told the Pharisees one time? He says, hey, you like each other. Anyone could do that. How about people outside of your circle? How about the ones that doesn't meet your standard?" Because that's God's standard. So today, my friends, I want to take a moment. As we sing the song, I want it to be a reflective song. Is my heart being entangled from all these other stuff so I can really be who Jesus created me to be? I love the song. It says nothing else. Because it's true. Nothing else will do. You make the money, certain point you're like, is this the point? You got the house, you got the children, you, you got the career. But I guarantee you, if you're honest with yourself, your heart's saying, is that the point? Is that really the point? Nothing wrong with those things. But is your heart alive? Are you, are you loving God more? Are you loving people more? Are you really excited about life? Because until Jesus hits home, we're going to keep doing the routine and then go home the same way. So this is not for new people. This is for all of us to say, man, I want to get to that place where Jesus really is the standard for me. I'm aiming for Jesus. C.S. Lewis says it best. He said, man, aim at earth. You miss it. Aim at heaven, you get both. You get both. Heaven on earth. That's the point. Walking with Jesus.
0: We hope this talk has encouraged and challenged you. If it was helpful, please share it with another person. And for more information, visit our website, newlifesouthcoast.com. Until next time, have a blessed week.